my cautionary tale to the community bankers out there is the next gen banker doesn't look like them and has probably never set foot in their branch. And that means we collectively as an industry um, have to continue to reach the bankers of the future where they are. Welcome to the Next Gen Banker podcast, where we explore what's next in banking and talk with the innovators responsible for creating positive change in the financial sector. I am your host, David Riling, and I am very excited to welcome Charles Potts today. Charles, thank you for being on the Next Gen Banker podcast. David, it's my pleasure. I enjoy doing these things with you guys. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, just for our audience to start off, the quick reminder, uh, stick around for the musical feature at the end of each episode, and particularly this one. Uh, you will, will showcase a new artist from somewhere around the globe representing a wide range of genres. So be sure to check that out. And so, Charles, just a little background on your on yourself and your illustrious career, uh, which is very exciting to me, by the way. Um, Charles, an executive vice president and chief innovation officer at the Independent Community Bankers of America, known as the ICBA, where he drives innovation initiatives and financial technology strategies. He is also an advisor for the National FinTech Organization and is a general partner at Bank Tech Ventures. Charles also consults for fintech companies at the Effect Group and has spent the last 25 years building, leading, growing startups uh, in different companies. So thrilled to have you today, Charles. And hey, maybe we'll just start out with how did you get into the crazy world of financial technology? What drove you here? Um, wow. And, and thank you again for, uh, for hosting me. Um, you know, I, I, I have the I have the distinct pleasure of getting out and uh, and talking to um, a lot of community bankers um, day in and day out um, in a lot of state conventions and state associations. And one of the things that um, that I often find myself re reminding them is um, not many of us actually went to school to become a banker. Um, you know, I, I, I fancy myself that accidental banker who kind of woke up one day and kind of looked around after about eight or nine years of doing it and went, wait a second, how did that happen? Um, but, but it was, um, it was actually, you know, by necessity, like many of us, I was going to school and paying my way through school and, um, and working every job I could find. Um, at the time I was doing some intern work and some co-op work and, uh, my mother happened to be working at a bank. And she called me one day and said, hey, there's an opening uh, that might fit your schedule. And, uh, and here's the punchline, because I asked this of some bankers earlier this year. It's inside and it's air-conditioned. Right. Yeah. I think air conditioning <laughs> is probably more responsible for people going into banking than we want to give credit, because um, I had been actually working on the uh, the baggage uh, ramp at uh, at the Atlanta airport at the time outside. And I'm like, yes, I can go inside. That's awesome. Um, but it was it was. Um, you know, it was just a blessing that I was, you know, go, I was going to Georgia Tech and I was, I was, um, you know, working in, in a very innovative bank at a time that all of this new technology that we knew of called the PC came about. And, uh, and I was Mikey in the checks commercial. Everybody's like, hey, give it to Charles, let him figure it out. 
And I say all this because I I got to experience what technology could do to improve the way we ran our bank. I mean, I really I really got a chance to see it, uh, you know, at the bit and bite level playing with this technology and figuring out how to improve what we're doing. And that really formed the foundation for my desire to ultimately kind of move to the other side of the equation and start working for technology companies. And so I've had an incredibly blessed career. I've had a a wonderful chance to work with an amazing group of technology companies in my career. And, um, and and the management team at the ICBA created this new innovation initiative and this new innovation directive. And, um, and one of my good friends, Kevin Tweddle, um, had, had moved out of, uh, uh, again, his own fintech background as well into the ICBA and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And I just kind of looked at it and went, wow, I have the coolest job on the planet. I get to see it sit at this cool intersection between bankers and fintech companies and and help us as an industry you know create this this uplifting rising tide of, of innovative opportunities for community bankers and I I you know David I just couldn't be more excited about what we're doing and and it's a and you know this I mean because we you know we've worked with you guys it's just a it's a great time and place to be here yeah it, it certainly is so exciting so now, Charles, I gotta, I have to unpack and unwind that a little bit because your comment around air conditioning, uh, I was a teller one summer. I work construction right? every exactly. other summer of my life. And I'm like, I this is a good gig being inside. Yeah, I'm with you and not right? breaking my back. So I, I totally I, understand that. I, I, you, we need to go do that survey. We we need to commission the research and find so. it. <laughs> I think bankers had horrible summer jobs prior to that. <laughs> that, that um, exactly. <laughs> So wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the ICBA and your chief innovation officer because I'm I'm yeah. there are questions there I want to ask you, but to go into that space of of fintech for a second and and maybe just in regards to that the national fintech organization what what does that do what uh, what's your role there? Yeah, so I mean the there's there's a group of us who have worked together in this space over the years, and one of the things that we've we've recognized is um, you know new entrepreneurs up up and coming fintech companies, um, entrepreneurs, idealists, um, you know the the cocktail napkin stage companies, uh, they. Th- they need they need to figure out how to navigate this industry. They need to figure out how to how to really engage. And and while we're doing some of that on the ICBA side, and there's associations that I've been partner uh, part of uh, most of my career, like the Association for Financial Technology. We tend to focus on a little bit more mature, either early stage or mature companies. This NFO thing that has been put together um, is really focusing on how can we be a cooperative clearinghouse to to bring fintechs together and give them a path to learn how to engage with the ICBA or with banks or with some of the core vendors or the digital banking vendors or you know all of the more mature players in the space. Um, because look, there's, there's some amazing people out there doing some amazing things and it's oftentimes very difficult to figure out where to start. 
Definitely, especially entering into that financial service, that regulated world. Charles, one side question for you. When you're working with startups particularly, because a lot of the audience are going to be bankers and Mm -hmm. in various institutions, large and small and around the globe. But what's what would you say the difference is working with a startup? Well, so look, here's one of the things I do know about our community banks. Uh, They are, without doubt, some of the best small business owner operators on the planet. They're already small businesses, and they're already having to work with startup founders, right? You know, to... To two guys in a garage door company, right? They, they so they they're already used to working with entrepreneurs and business founders. That they happen to be working with technology um, is is sometimes viewed as scary. So one of the things that we we impress upon the banks is kind of take that step back and forget what the tools are, forget what the solutions are, and look at it through the lens of how you look at any other business. Somebody comes to you and says they want to start a, a retail store or a, you know, a grocery store or a, a you know, landscaping business, a pool cleaning business. You know, as bankers, how to talk to these people, how to understand whether or not they they have good business skills and business acumen. Start there before you start digging into the what it is they're they're building. Yeah, really good point. Um, gosh, that is a, that's such a great way to introduce a startup, particularly a startup fintech, to a community bank. Absolutely, uh, make it compatible. Yeah. Um, so. At the ICBA, you are you're working at that intersection of community mm-hmm. banks and, and fintech, um, and maybe we just jump in a little bit. How are you helping community banks kind of yeah. bridge that technology uh, speed with what we yeah. what we see out there? Yeah. So there's there's I think three very important things that um, that underpin what we're doing. The first is a is a very strong belief that here we are in the year 2022. Um, and and the technology that is available to community banks of all sizes um, it is on par with the biggest, baddest banks and fintechs on the planet, that there really is no technology barrier anymore. It's so easy to acquire. It's so cost-effective. You know, SaaS-based solutions just make it so much easier for banks of all sizes to acquire this technology. And getting getting kind of beyond that initial concern is, is really the first part of the equation. The second is, um, is we work to avoid the kind of classic shiny object challenge that many um, innovative programs focus on. This is not Shark Tank. This is not deal flow for a venture capital uh, type venture. And those all have great places. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not dismissing what they do. But community bankers have real problems and challenges that need to be addressed. So we need to start. The second part is a very clear understanding of what those what those problems and challenges are. And we collectively as the ICBA, we go out and and with some amazing bankers who who help me in this filtration process, in this vetting process, we scour the world for solutions to address these key problems that the bankers themselves have have identified. And uh, and we use a lot of research and surveys to help form that. And then the third thing is collaboratively, the bankers are coming to the table willingly 
coming to the table with these fintech entrepreneurs to help mentor them, to help coach them, to help guide them, to help mold and shape the solution so that, you know, what we call product market fit works for community bankers. So we, we, we take, you know, we take bankers, we identify real problems, we find entrepreneurs and solutions that can resolve those problems, and then we work collaboratively um, to make sure that it works. It works for a community banker. Um, and and at the end of this process, what you have is a is a mission-driven and purpose-built solution. Banks can acquire very easily and efficiently to solve their problems. Otherwise, and this is this again, I go back to the shiny object, you know, the 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 classic solution in search of a problem. Um, otherwise, you know, what's the point? Why do this if the bankers can't use these things to meet their needs? Yeah, good point. And I'm a classic shiny object person. So I, <laughs> I identify perfectly with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, you line this up so nicely for community banks and uh, definitely with the engagement of those banks. What do you see then are the, the challenges or the roadblocks yeah. for yeah. community banks adopting, accepting? What do you yeah, think? there's, 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 um, there, there's two key aspects to this. The first is, um, is oftentimes overlooked, and that's the imagination or willingness of the banks to take that first little step. And and look, this is this is repetition. It, it, it takes takes a little repetition, bringing them, showing them, reminding them. You know the classic um, the classic pitch model of tell, show, tell. Um, and so there's a little bit of imagination. You've got to help the bankers navigate so they can see the possibilities and the potential there. And then the second part is showing them what those baby steps are, showing them what those dip their toe in the water, easy crawl, walk, run approaches can be um, to get them engaged. And that's for those bankers that don't have, you know, a, a kind of innate operation to to acquire and consume and, and integrate technology. So you, you have to take the vast majority and and help guide them through a very thoughtful process, and and here's where it becomes key, oftentimes focusing on what you would call the low-hanging fruit. What are the, what are the areas of least impact inside the bank where they can gain some comfort and competency? Fix something in the back office. Deal with something that's you know like reporting or risk management or or even cybersecurity before you do those kind of heavy forklift projects like a whole new you know digital transformation undertaking. And and we feel like this um, you know this landscape and the the broad uh, diversity in our community banks allows us to show bankers, other success stories and case studies that they can lean into to help them navigate where to start. Because that always becomes the first question. Where do I start? Well, okay, let's start small. Let's start, you know, in something with limited risk, right? And then can give them some comfort that, um, that they're taking the right steps forward. 
So yeah, that approach is such a, a good way to introduce fintech in and, uh, and to get that foothold, if you will, um, if not just practically, um, also from a mindset standpoint. So you mentioned one opportunity of the, the combo of, you know, technology and, and community banking mm-hmm. as being, you know, this, there's no technology barrier from the largest institution to the small. I mean, the technology is out there to be consumed. What other big opportunities do you see for community banks in the fintech space? Well, so, um, you know, part of our um, responsibility at ICBA is is listening to our banks and making sure we're addressing uh, a broad set of their needs. And that, you know, and our, our three pillars at the ICBA are, are advocacy, education, and innovation. Um, and, and so if there are aspects of this that need more education, then we build it and deliver it. We, we've done some webinar series. We're doing our own podcast. We're building more education to help the bankers with this journey and, and, um, and train them on how to, uh, you know, how to acquire, adapt, use, and, and, you know, and be successful. Um, obviously, advocacy where it touches on uh, adjacent areas to these fintech and innovation things. That's our, that, you know, that's our core DNA, and we do that uh, do that all the time. But one other thing that we, uh, one additional thing that we saw last year, actually started hearing about two years ago that that we took on an active role in, is how do they invest in these companies? And um, and we, the ICBA and and um, and several partners, uh, we we all looked at, you know, what are the best ways to do that? And we helped form Bank Tech Ventures and Bank Tech Ventures is a venture fund that has community banks as its investors. They are the limited partners that has community bankers and the ICBA as the general partners who are who are running and managing the fund. And the fund is investing in bank-enabling technology that meets the needs of community banks. So there's another way for community banks to actively participate, um, you know, actively engage and learn more about how to work with these kind of companies um, and, uh, and, you know, reap the advantages uh, of investing in a, in a venture fund that, that can kind of complement um, the natural R and D, if you will, that comes from from you know what's happening in this space. Yeah, the Bank Tech Venture Fund is great. I, I love the whole premise of it and the way it's set up. It is very cool. Um, it's and, something and, worth worth checking out. My well, it is, and 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 I and I can't stress this enough. It is a direct reflection of the bankers holding up their hands and saying, "Hey, how do we do this?" Definitely. And uh, and that's uh, you know you you can't ask for much more than the bankers giving you direct guidance on on really how to improve what's happening in our community. Yeah. Now, Charles, one other thing that I don't know a lot about uh, that the ICBA has, um, but you have the Think Tech Accelerator. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. And yeah, so th- what does the accelerator so- do? Yeah, so the Think Tech Accelerator is in fact this core program uh, okay. where where we work. Um, primarily, it's a structured 12-week program. We we start, um, you know, early. We're actually in the middle of right now our kind of selection and evaluation process. And, um, and as I said, we'll look, 
you know, collectively between ourselves and our partners that we work with and other, you know, third parties that are that are supporters and subject matter experts that participate in this program, we'll, we're looking at 12 to 1500 companies a year. Um, we'll get applications in around, you know, 300, 350 applicants. These are early stage companies, so they already have a product. Uh, they already have some customers. They already have some revenue. Uh, from For those who, you know, kind of know um, investing structures, we would say these are pre-Series A. So they, they've raised friends and family and seed investments and angel investment, but they haven't really taken their first formal investment from a structured venture fund. And what they're looking for is, is again, this collaborative process where our bankers have clearly articulated the problems and challenges, and these companies are looking now over a 12-week program that will start early, um, early in, um, our next one will start early 2023, and it'll run for 12 weeks. And the companies, you know, every day are pitching and refining to bankers, to regulators, to the core vendors, to the marketing companies, the accounting firms, venture capital firms, all of the people that play in this ecosystem to help ensure that what comes out the other end of this assembly line is going to hit the ground running and serve the needs of the community banks. That's the that's the um, the the foundation. That's that's really the iconic program we run every year. Um, And then we we also help take these companies and we select 10 companies each year and we help then take these companies on the road, take them to the state associations, take them to the big conventions, our own conference at ICBA Live, uh, things like Finnovate um, in New York. Uh, We'll be coming up to money by the time this uh, airs. We will just have come out of money 2020. So we'll be there with a number of these companies. And, uh, And, you know, as a fiduciary, we have a responsibility to help continue to promote and grow these companies so they can continue to meet the needs of the community banks that we serve. Cool. So, Charles, let me just boil that down into a simplistic mind that I have. So I have a bank, a community bank, and I have a problem that I think uh, there could be a technology solution. Do I, I contact the ICBA and say, you know, can I I have this problem, try to detail the problem as best I can, um, and then... Would you set me up to meet with maybe a handful of, yep. of fintechs to try to solve that problem? Yeah, we 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 do. So in our uh, in our strategic solutions group, we already have this you know robust directory of companies that we're working with through our bank's member relations officer. They can either go through the MRO or they can come directly to the ICBA.org website. Um, or they come to my team and we can connect them with solution providers who address these needs. And um, and if there isn't a solution there, we kind of capture this and work to make sure that in our different programming where we might run another mini accelerator program, we'll, we want these bankers to come get involved and help us um, again address these needs, identify solutions and uh, and mold and shape the outcomes. Gotcha. Well, what I'm hearing you say is there's no reason why a community bank A shouldn't be a member of the ICBA right. for one, but two, probably give you a call because I'm sure they have a problem that a technology can certainly assist in automation or a customer experience or backroom backroom ops. Yeah. So we 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 look and you know this, David. I mean, we want 
if we want to make sure that we're kind of the 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 first first stop, if we can't find it, we'll help them find it. Awesome. So Charles, I have one last question for mm-hmm. you. Given your wealth and depth of experience uh, in financial services, banking technology, what does the next generation, the next gen banker look like to you? Well, um, I have this conversation with our community bankers quite often and my my um, my cautionary tale to the community bankers out there is the next gen banker doesn't look like them and has probably never set foot in their branch. And that means we collectively as an industry um, have to continue to reach the bankers of the future where they are. Um, that means we need to get involved with the, with the schools. We need to get involved in the universities. We need to get involved and resurrect intern programs. Uh, these are mobile native, digital first workers of the future. And, um, and, and they have a whole different view of how financial services and banking should and could and will run in the future. So that next gen banker is not walking around in the natural spaces that, that we as bankers have occupied in the past. Oh, that's awesome. I love that answer. Um, Charles, we are running out of time. I appreciate your time and insights today. I know you're super busy. We really appreciate you making a space for us. Can't wait to continue working with you in the future. And to our Next Gen Banker podcast listeners, we will see you soon. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. For this episode's musical feature, we're showcasing Centerpiece. Centerpiece is a band grown by two Nashville singer-songwriters around love songs for the perfect day. The project features acoustic and electric guitars, soaring vocal melodies, and heartfelt lyrics wrapped up in a modern pop songwriter perspective. Here is Till the End by Centerpiece. When you first told me your name I didn't hear what you said Bet it was written all over my face Should have known it was you I would love until the end Stole my breath That you could see it in my smile Should have known it was you I would love until the end I don't know Where this road leads All I know Is I want to go with you In a life where there's No sure I am sure I want to live it with you That was Till the End by Centerpiece. You can find more of Centerpiece's music on Spotify. If you would like your music featured on the Next Gen Baker podcast, just email david at nextgen-banker.com with a link to your music and website. Thanks for listening to the Next Gen Banker podcast. We'll see you next time.